Lord, thanks so much for this opportunity that we have to, um, well, I, I just think, Lord, to set our compasses again, uh, to help us to focus our attention on the things that matter to you, to help us to uh, grow in understanding your will for our lives. Lord, I know that for uh, all of us in here, we come with different stories over the past week. Uh, some of us have just had the standard routine week, nothing new, nothing different. And I know, Lord, for others of us, uh, we've come and uh, either our world has been rocked in some positive way or in some negative way or whatever or anywhere in between all of that, Lord. But you brought us here, and you brought us here for a purpose. And Lord, I know that your spirit is among us. I know that you'll work among us. And I just hope before your throne that every single one of us here, me included, would just be sensitive to your spirit's leading in this time. Help us to uh, grow in what it means to follow after you. And so we dedicate the rest of this service over to you, Lord. We pray this, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Well, it's amazing what you can learn when you stop talking and you start listening. My name is Zacharias, and that's all I could do back then. The details I'll explain next week, but for now, just let me say that I couldn't talk. I was mute. I was staying at home, and I literally could not say anything. But I could listen. (laughs) And one of the best times I had was listening to my wife, Elizabeth, talking with her young cousin, Mary. When those two got together, they were talking with, when they were talking with one another, it was simply magnificent. Yeah, I learned a lot in those three months that, of saying nothing but hearing much from uh, these two women as they shared their lives together, and they shared their pregnancies together as well. You see, my wife, being in her late 50s, was beyond the childbearing years, and yet she was pregnant with our son our firstborn, our only born. It's nothing short of a miracle. The angel Gabriel uh, told me that this would happen, just as it did. And, and our boy, who is now just that, he's a boy, he, he's no longer a baby, uh, came to be a part of our family. And when Mary came to us, uh, my wife Elizabeth was six months into her pregnancy. So Mary's visit began with the fulfillment of what Gabriel told me would happen. He told me that Elizabeth would have a son, our son, in her womb, and that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit while in the womb. And I imagine you may not know what that means, being filled with the Holy Spirit while in the womb, and I'm not actually sure I totally understand it either, but let me tell you what happened. I was reading the holy parchments in our courtyard in the mid-afternoon, when I heard a young voice calling from the front of the house, Hello? Anyone home? Hello? I put my parchments down to go and greet whoever was there. But when I came into the kitchen to the front, Elizabeth had beat me to her. It was Mary. And Elizabeth was just beaming. She was so full of joy to see her cousin, who was young enough to be her niece. As Elizabeth would tell you, she was she right away saw, knew that Mary was pregnant. Now, I'm a man, so I didn't pick up on these things. You're not supposed to, actually, as a man. But, but Elizabeth, she just knew beyond knowing. 
I mean, Mary wasn't even two months into her pregnancy, but it was clear to both of them why she had come to us. I wasn't sure what brought her to us, but I just listened, and I learned. Mary knew that she could be punished severely if people found out that she was pregnant before being married. And so she was compelled to come to us where she felt safe and she could hide out. So when she knew that she was with a child, she left Nazareth quickly and made her way down to us. And there in the kitchen, when she first arrived, we could see that that she was anxious. I mean, a 14-year-old girl traveling more than 70 miles is something you don't do unless you do feel desperate. She came through the doors scared. But as soon as Elizabeth saw her, she smiled. And the baby, she felt move inside of her. And there was an overwhelming peace that was so evident in my wife that immediately it was contagious, and Mary was flooded with that same peace. I knew it had to come from the Lord. That was the first clue for me that I could tell that my wife was filled with the Holy Spirit. And when I came to see these two women, I felt that peace as well. Elizabeth's mothering instincts kicked in, and and she just hugged Mary. It It was wonderful. Come in, come in, Elizabeth said. Mary shared why she came. She said, you may not believe it, but an angel, he called himself Gabriel, the same Gabriel, no doubt, that talked to me, told me that you, Elizabeth, were pregnant, and, and that he told me that you would become, that I would become pregnant, even though I had not known a man. He said, God the Holy Spirit would overshadow me, and he would do a miracle in my womb, and I would be with child. It's a miracle, Elizabeth. I am pregnant, and it's the work of the Lord. I'm supposed to call this baby Jesus because he's going to save us from our sins. Elizabeth was beaming. She she reached over and, and rubbed Mary's stomach and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She stared into Mary's eyes and with deep love and admiration for the Lord and the wonder of being related to Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Lord Jesus, she said, How has it happened to me? the mother of my Lord would come to me. Now, I was thinking the same thing. How is it that God would be so good to us that he'd allow us to have a baby later on in the years of our life and to be related, Elizabeth, related to Mary, and so therefore we would be related to the Lord Jesus. I mean, God is, God is so good. Elizabeth told Mary how she knew the Holy Spirit was at work through the holy child in her womb. When she said, Behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb with joy. Then my lovely wife honored her younger cousin when she said to her, You are blessed because what the Lord told you through the angel Gabriel is going to be fulfilled. Blessed. Blessings. How good are you at counting your blessings? I'll tell you what. I was bad at it, really, until all of this stuff went down. Like, even before Mary showed up at our door, I was already being shown by God how I have to get better at counting my blessings. So, if you don't know, I'm actually a priest, and my job is to work in the temple in Jerusalem. I didn't share this with you yet, but when I was working, before Elizabeth got pregnant, I was picked to burn incense at the altar of incense in the temple. 
Now, this is a very rare privilege. I mean, it, it happens maybe once in your lifetime, if that even. And it was like I expected to be picked. Like I thought, I deserve to be picked. And then when the angel Gabriel met me there, he was telling me how I would be blessed by God and how he had heard my prayers and he would answer them by giving us a son. At my age. A son? Really? Come on. Wait. That was a blessing. Just talking to the angel of the Lord was a blessing. But I didn't grasp it. You know, I couldn't count a blessing back then if it was just staring me in the eye. That's why my voice was taken away from me. I refused to believe that God was blessing me. And the Lord gave me a strong discipline. He was pruning me. He was going to show me how to be thankful. He was going to show me how good he was. He was going to teach me how to count my blessings. And he did it by taking my voice away. As I silently watched my wife Elizabeth interact with Mary, I saw her encourage that scared young girl to encourage her to count her blessings. And Mary just grasped onto it, just came alive with it. God showed me through Mary, who was young enough to be my daughter, and through my lovely wife, how to count my blessings. The first thing I saw was that we can help each other be thankful for our blessings. Elizabeth was so tender and kind to Mary. She confirmed to Mary that God was doing a great thing in her. And and with Elizabeth being over 40 years older than Mary, she honored Mary by showing her dignity, blessing Mary by highlighting for Mary how the Lord was using her, humbling herself to raise Mary up when she said those words, how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would, would come to me? Mary was young enough to be our child, but Elizabeth gave her the respect of the calling that God had on her life. Such grace and wisdom were on display for me to see. One woman encouraging another woman. Yeah, if we're going to be people who count our blessings, we need each other. And we can help each other, respect one another, show dignity to each other by highlighting for each other how God is at work in each other's lives. To count our blessings, God calls us to help each other see him at work calls us to help each other see how God is at work in each other's lives. I mean, I was so independent, you know. Once I couldn't talk, however, I became so dependent. I needed others to help me. I needed others to be gracious and understanding to me when I could not communicate well. And people treated me so kindly. They showed me respect And I realize just how much I need others, and we can learn how we need each other. More than anything, we need each other to help us see God, to help us see how God is working in our lives so that we might count our blessings because God is so good. Working in the temple, I see so many people who practice their religion. You know, they, they quote the Psalms, they, they go through the motions, they practice the rituals and spiritual routines, but 
there's no heart. I didn't see it as clearly as I see it now. I mean, I got caught up in the routines and the rituals of saying the right words and performing the duties in just the right way in the temple. And I lost my heart. Not literally. I, I lost the heart. To count our blessings, we ought to be moved deep in our hearts. God doesn't want us to count our blessings as kind of a rote duty. You know, well, praise God, you know. God's so good. God's worthy of our praise, you know. Um, uh, you know, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Just kind of saying the words, but in such an empty way. He wants us to reflect on him and be touched in our feelings deep down inside. He wants us to be moved in our desires. He longs for more of an emotional response. And it may start out in our heads, you know, the renewing of our minds and all of that. But it's got to move deep down inside. Our blessings must move down here in our hearts. So there was Mary and Elizabeth sitting down at the kitchen table now, and they were sipping on some nice fresh water that Mary said just hit the spot after her long journey. And then Mary just breaks into thanksgiving. (laughs) She says, my soul exalts the Lord. She went on, and my spirit rejoiced in God my Savior. So sincere. So rich and deep. (laughs) In both her soul and her spirit, she lifted up the Lord God our Savior. Not only was she feeling it, Mary was animated by it. I mean, I saw it in her eyes. She was almost moved to tears as she said those words. God's blessings are so deep. And I'm just starting to be able to understand them at a deep level like Mary and Elizabeth seem to understand them. When Mary was here, I saw it in her. I mean, the reason she grew in her ability to see God's blessings in her life was because of her disposition, you know, her outlook, her, her way of seeing herself up against the way she viewed God. It, made, it, it was made quite clear to me when she spoke these words. She said, God has regard for the humble state of his bond slaves. She was meaning herself. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. As long as I've known Mary, really from her birth, she's been a very sweet girl. And now that she's a young mom, she continues to be sweet. That sweet way about her is because she counts her blessings. And she counts her blessings because she's very humble. She knows that everything good in her life comes from the hand of God. She knows that not only being the mother of the Lord Jesus is a gift from God, but so is Joseph, who now is her husband. And it was also a gift from God that she and Joseph and Jesus would go down to Egypt and spend some years there. She just sees her whole life as a gift from God. To count our blessings... Like Mary, we ought to have a continuous heart of humility, knowing and truly believing that God is working in our lives and he's giving to us every good and perfect gift. Well, not only is God working in our lives, but he's working in the lives of others as well. I mean, we can be so self-focused. We can fail to see how God is working in the lives of others. Now, I'm sure that you picked up on this already, but my wife, Elizabeth, 
She's so good at seeing how God is working in the lives of others. Um, And back when I couldn't talk, I heard so much of that as she interacted with Mary. But I heard it in Mary, too. I mean, Mary praised the Lord of how he was blessing others when she said these words. She said, And his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. God's mercy is felt in those who live a life of fear toward God, which means that they respect and they revere him in their lives. When I was serving in the temple, I worked alongside other men, other priests who who had different personalities. They had different ways of looking at the world. And even though we were supposed to be working for God, and, and honestly, what a privilege, really, to be able to work for the Lord, some of the men had little to no reverence for God. I mean, they did their jobs. They, they performed their sacrifices. They did what they were supposed to do. They went through the motions. And, you know, honestly, for me, often that's what I would do. I, I wasn't doing it out of reverence for God. I found myself just kind of going through the motions and doing what I was supposed to be doing without really thinking about respecting God in it all. When Mary said that about God's mercy being upon those who fear him, generation after generation, it reminded me of of a time when I read out of the Psalms what King David wrote. He put it this way. He said, as for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. And when the wind has passed over it, it is no more, and its place acknowledges it no longer. But the loving kindness of the Lord, and this is what Mary, I think, was touching on. The loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant, which means this promise between the two that we're to love him with all that we are as he loves us, and to remember his precepts to do them, meaning do what he tells us to do, do what his word says. You know, in the grand scheme of things, I think what David was pointing out was, we are but a breath, but God calls us to revere him in our lives, to love him with everything that we are and everything that we do. And when we do, we will see his hand of mercy in our lives. I was just talking to a friend of mine who's been going through some really rough uh, stuff in his life, a real rough chapter. His daughter, who is the mother of his grandchildren, is very sick. And yet through it all, he reveres God. And he sincerely tells me that he and his wife, and really all of those who are are touched by this struggle, they see God working in merciful ways. When we count our blessings, it's good to look to see how God blesses others who follow him. That we would see how God is being merciful to those who fear him. Well, let me just say that I hope you can see that God, our Savior, has been teaching me a lot about living a life of thankfulness to Him, about counting my blessings. I mean, if we just slow down and think about it, I believe that we will see, no matter where we're at in life, whether if you're a leader or a follower, whether if you're rich or poor, if you're going through a a hardship or life is pretty easy for you right now, we will see that God is blessing our lives, that He wants to bless our lives. And more specifically, that He has blessed my life, and I know he's blessed your life as well. We just have to have our eyes open to see it. God is at work in our world, and he is at work in each of our individual lives. Mary said it well when she said these words. She said, 
he has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. Well, that about covers it, doesn't it? It means God is not a respecter of people. In other words, he doesn't pick and choose to bless us based on our status or our education or our skin color or, or you name it. He pours out his blessings on all of us. Many people count their blessings. People far from God talk about how their lives are blessed. When we think about counting our blessings, it only seems logical that, that we are being thankful to someone or at least something that we can give credit to when we think about how good our, how good our lives are. When we count our blessings, I hope we focus on the true source of where they come from, where our blessings come from. I mean, people can say that they are blessed, but not connect that to being blessed by God. And I've always wondered, if you're not blessed by God, then who do you think you're blessed by? Mary knew. She knew that blessings come from the Lord. When she was praising God, she said, He, meaning God, has given help to Israel, His servant, in remembrance of His mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. God is the one who helps us. God is the one who communicates to us and wants to relate to us. He blessed Abraham by having a close relationship with him. And he wants to bless us by having a close relationship with us as well. I'm convinced that when we know God personally, we will honestly and sincerely rely upon him for help. When we pray... We pray believing that He hears us and that He'll come to our aid. When we know the Lord personally, we will see Him actively working in our lives as we follow and obey Him. Well, here I am talking to you. Honestly, this is a blessing. Next week, we'll hear how I got my voice back. But let me just say, once you have something taken away, you find out how much you appreciate it when you had it. I mean, ask someone who's lost a loved one. They'll tell you how much they realize that they appreciate that person now that they're gone. Or a person who has lost their health or their eyesight or their hearing or, like in my case, their speech. Once it's gone, we realize just how much it meant to us When I lost my voice, God showed me how much I appreciate being able to talk and to share. So yes, this is a gift from God that I could tell you about my time when I couldn't talk and how how much I learned. And what I learned more than anything, and you, you can probably guess it, is that I learned to be thankful to the Lord, to count my blessings I hope I've been able to spur you all on to count your blessings too. So let me just end by saying this. God bless you. Now, more clear than that. God has blessed you. And he will continue to bless you. So let me just 
spur you on to be sure that you never stop counting your blessings.